Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We have a great show in store for you today. So whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. Mo, how's it going today? Hey, what's going on, Amber? You sound peppier today. Am I am I not as boring as I was last week? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, last week I was pretty sick and um, (laughs) I thought maybe a little makeup and hairspray could fool our listeners. And then you and I listened to the audio podcast and thought, wow, who invited Eeyore's twin sister to the show? (laughs) (laughs) So for our listeners out there that don't know, Amber last week was like Michael Jordan, uh, game seven, 104 fever. She was a trooper. And we're like, let's just get through this. And when we went back, we just kind of laughing. And so uh, you may or may not have heard it, but uh, she did a great job. So uh, I'm just glad to be here. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're you're feeling better. So thanks. For, yeah. Thanks for having me on, on this yeah. day when you're when you're feeling good. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun today, you know, because I am going to start off with a story. I, I know this expression is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but, <laughs> but I have a story. So a few years ago, um, I was out there with some family and we, at the hotel we were staying at, they had a virtual reality. So you could go and do this whole game simulated thing. And so we thought that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's go do that. Well, We had a choice between zombies or killer robots. And since, you know, both are real and they're both coming after us, (laughs) I thought, how do you pick? (laughs) So we decided for robots because the people I was with thought that Amber might be less scared of robots than zombies. So we go and there's eight people. There's only four of us that are together, but there's eight people on our team. And they put the goggles on you and, you know, they give you your gun and stuff like that. And they take you into this room, this completely empty, bare room, like black walls, black floor, completely empty. There's no furniture. There's Mm. no poles. There's nothing you can run into. And they say, you know, okay, once you put these on, these goggles on, remember, this is not real, (laughs) but it's going to feel real. But we're like, the employees are there. We're watching you. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm like, easy. Okay. It's not real. Well, we put these goggles on and we started the simulation and immediately my team realizes I am no help because I am not shooting <laughs> anything. I am just screaming. <laughs> like there's <laughs> robots coming at us. Everyone's running down these halls and like I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. And but you know, it's all kind of fun until we get to this part where now we all have to cross this really narrow beam that goes over this like I mean, there's just like this huge drop on both sides and our whole team has to cross in order for us to work together to kill the final robot. Well, my team runs across the beam. I happen to be afraid of heights. So I start (laughs) to take a step onto this beam. And I mean, you can't see down like it's just like this huge drop to my death on either side. And my team's like, Amber, it's fake. It's fake. Just co-. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I start to step out onto this beam. Now I'm at the place where it's too far to turn back. 
I don't want to move forward. And I just start begin to crouch down. Like if I got closer to the beam, I'd be safer. <laughs> and I'm just screaming. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And they're oh yelling. God. It's not real. It's not real. I'm like, no, but it feels real. <laughs> so all what? of a sudden somebody comes and takes my hand and it's one of the employees. And he's like, come on, just walk with me. I'll take you. And I'm still crouched down, holding his hand, screaming. I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> he walks me across the beam. We kill the <laughs> robot. <laughs> Everything's fine. And so, you know, that's what leadership is like. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Killer robots coming at you? Yes. No, but I mean, you know, we are faced as leaders, we are faced with decisions that we have to make. And today we're going to talk about having courage in our decisions. And, you know, we all face fear, whether it is real or perceived there, there's usually a fear when it comes to making a decision, a tough decision or a new decision. And we can't always sit in our office, crouched down, screaming, waiting for someone to come take our hand. (laughs) That happens sometimes, though. It does. It does. But really, as leaders, we're the ones that have to step out and and find a way to have courage in decisions. And so we're going to talk about that today. And so, Mo, you have three reminders for our listeners out there um, about courage and and how to walk through the decision-making process. So why don't you tell us what is the first reminder today? Well, well, I don't think I can beat killer robots, but uh, here we go. Uh, the first thing is this, you know, courage begins with self. And so, Amber, I think you really experienced that, that you were the person at that moment. You needed to have courage. But when we're talking about leadership, we can remember that John Maxwell says leadership uh, or a leadership position, you know, doesn't give a person courage, but courage can give him or her a leadership position. And of course, anybody who has ever read uh, his book, The Five Levels of Leadership, understands that Positional leadership is the very first and lowest of the five levels, meaning anybody can have a position in, you know, where they're called to lead. But after that, it's all up to them. And I can tell you this, when you see an organization that shows progress, you better believe that there's a leader somewhere that is making difficult and tough decisions. And so today I wanted to give those, you know, these three reminders and reasons and truths that are going to help us to encounter these decisions as a leader. And of course, you know, that first one, courage begins with self, kind of says to us, before you can face any test as a leader, you have to be ready to, to deal with it internally. As a military chaplain for several years now, I, I have the honor and the privilege of speaking with both current and former soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen on a daily basis. And when asked, why they put themselves in harm way the ans- in harm's way the answer is always pretty much generally the same back to me each of them are willing to trade their own safety and security and face the difficult obstacles in the face of fear and so notice i didn't say it was the absence of fear because that's exactly what courage is it's doing what you're afraid to do really and it's putting the mission above all else as we say in the military and so at work with your team and at home, are you willing to make the tough decisions that you're afraid to make? Are you willing to let go of everything that's familiar to you and go into what I call the new spaces? Or do you just cling to what you know because it's easy or it's the thing that you usually do? Leaders can't live like that. Well, Mo, so what, do you today- say, what do you say to the people that are like, well, I, I kind of go with my gut and and who sometimes think that fear 
is a positive thing that's helping them avoid making a bad decision? How, how do you know if it's a good fear or a bad fear? Well, I would say if, if you're at that point and you're going with your gut and you feel things and your gut is usually right instead of usually wrong, it means that you've developed that. And that's actually part of your courage meter. And you really do need to go with your gut sometimes if that works well for you. If it doesn't work well for you and, it, and you find yourself going with your gut and you're getting more bad decisions than good decisions, that's when you have to step back. But I'm not against people going with their gut. I mean, sometimes I go with my gut, but by the time I go with my with my gut, I've already really kind of gone through all the different scenarios and talked to people, and so I'm ready to go. So that that's a that's a great point. So think of it this way: one, one action that you might do to look internally, right, to to find out if you're making the right decisions, is to ask yourself whether or not you're willing to make things right and just not sweep things under the rug. Martin Luther King Jr. once said that the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moment of comfort or convenience, but it's where he stands when challenge or controversy arises. So where would you put yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, for instance, in times of challenge and controversy? What do you think your team would say about you? Would they give you the same marks that you give yourself? Because we generally always give ourselves higher marks. Oh, I'm really good at this. And then you look at what people say about you, which we never really want to see, right? Because then we realize, oh man, I'm really not as good as I think I am. Or because they may think that you need to make changes. And a lot of us do need to make changes. So you need to have people that are keeping you honest because leaders stand when it's most important. And leaders, you have to be able to stand up when it's the most, it's, it's the important stuff where you need to get out in front. The easy stuff, let your people do that. But when the tough decisions come and it's least enjoyable, when 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 something rubs you the wrong way, just know this is a leadership thing. I need to get out, get out in front. And so stand up for your people and then they're gonna end up standing up for you because it all begins inside of you. It begins with self. Yeah, and you know, you have to stand up and leaders, like I said in the beginning, leaders have to stand up first. Like you have to be the first yes. one to stand up and step out. And sometimes you're standing there alone for what seems like a really long time, but right. you have to do it. And I can think that's why the courage coming from within is so important. So Mo, that was courage begins with self. That's the first point. What What is the second reminder for us today about courage and making decisions? The second reminder today is this courage inspires others. And I kind of started talking about it at the end of that, that first point, but we talk a lot about inspiring others on this podcast. And the reason is that's what leaders do. We inspire others to be their very best. And if you're not helping others to move from one place to another, you're going to, they're going to find somebody else to, to, to help them do that because your people deserve that. They're not there to help you contrary to your popular belief and most or not most, a lot of people I would say out there think that their people are on the team to do what they tell them to do. No, it's the other way around. You are there as the leader to serve your people. The great Billy Graham once said that courage is contagious. Is your courage contagious? When you choose to take a stand, like I mentioned before in, in, in the first point, it stiffens the backbones of the people around you. And think about it. People are looking for those who are willing to take the risk. And so one of my favorite scenes in the miniseries, this is going to shock you, Amber, of course, Band of Brothers, right, <laughs> is episode number seven. 
And so there's a company and they're called Easy Company. They're e-company. And they're pinned down and they're and and they're 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 advancing and they're in France and and they're they're against the Germans and they they they're at this small town. But the problem is they have some of their guys around the back of the town that are trying to stop the 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 bad guys from getting away. But because the, the situation looks bleak, the 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 main enlisted guy in charge, first sergeant Lipton is afraid that those guys are on the other side of the town are going to retreat because they don't know what's going on on the advance. And so there's no radios available and everybody's like, well, what do we do? Well, one of the officers, a guy named first Lieutenant Spears listens to Lipton in this quick speech that he gives. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just says to Lipton, that's right. Wait here. He, at which point he jumps up, runs directly through the town. I mean, feet, just feet away from the Germans and the other soldiers are just watching this guy in awe. And first Sergeant Lipton recalls the incident and says, the astonishing thing was not that he ran through the town and made contact with the guys on the other side. The astonishing thing was he came back. <laughs> and I mean, talk about courage, right? He knew that he was actually facing actual death in that moment, that he could be killed. But he knew that in spite of almost that imminent death, something had to be done. And he was the one who did it. He stood up and took charge. And of course, the next scene in the episode is the American paratroopers celebrating the eventual winning of the battle. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really inspiring. And you might be out there thinking, well, Mo, I'm not going to be running through towns of bad guys. <clears throat> well, you are at work every day. You are, you know, going through difficult decisions at work. And whether you're sitting in a cubicle or you're out in the field doing something on a daily basis, your people are looking for you to make decisions. And somebody needs to make them. And so have you ever been in a room where something needs to be decided, for instance, and everybody is looking at each other? Well, they're waiting for the leader to act. They don't know who the leader is some of the time, but they're waiting. We're all waiting. We, I want to see who's going to act. And it's not about forcing your will on your people, but it's about taking action. Like we saw Lieutenant Spears do that in episode seven, right? to make the hard decisions. And I already know what, what I'm going to do a lot of the times, but I want to give others a chance to make those difficult decisions. And it's not always about being right. A lot of us like to be right, but it's not about being right, leaders. It's about taking initiative, taking calculated risks for the sake of the people who look to you to make decisions. It's about putting others before you. Remember that, you know, if you're a person of principle, you're always going to at least feel good about what you do, whether it works or, or doesn't. The last thing that you want to do is make a decision that's all about optics, about how you look. Think about it this way. It, it's always principle over perception. It's all about doing what's right instead of what looks better. So are you a person of principle or are you a person of perception? And a lot of us would probably say, sometimes I'm about perception. Leaders don't do that. because you are supposed to be in a place where you can do your best so that you can help your people do their best. And sometimes what makes you look bad or to be the bad guy or the bad girl in a certain situation is not always the wrong decision. In fact, sometimes that's the right decision. It's, it's the one that's going to make people upset. And if you do it in a calculated way and you believe in what you're doing, then you're probably going to actually be on the right track. But again, make sure that you're vetting all your decisions through the people that you trust the men and women in your life who speak wisdom to you in, on, on a regular basis because it's important to do those things so that you know that your decisions 
will inspire others? I, I think that for me personally, one of those gut check decision factors really is principle over perception because I've learned that when I what I perceive as being fear or like I'm afraid to do something, make a decision. If I I have to ask myself, am I actually afraid of the outcome or afraid I'm going to make the wrong decision or afraid that the team's going to make the wrong decision? Or am I just afraid of what people are going to think if I make this decision? And so that's where I've learned, like you had talked about, it's okay to go with your gut, but has your gut worked out for you before? And I've learned that when my gut is telling me protect your image, it, it usually is all it's selfish and it's not thinking about what's best for the team. And for you, Amber, we we've figured out in, in the last several years, when you get those thoughts, I would say do the opposite, right? I mean, it, it, when, when you're thinking about it, you know that your body is going into safe mode. And if you just get out in front of that, You've seen so many good things happen by going against your gut in, in that in those instances. And so leaders, what is it for you? That's one of the one of the things that helps Amber. You need to find those things that help you make those kind of decisions, whatever they are, so that you can inspire others. So that's great. I mean, that that that's perfect, Amber. That's a wonderful illustration of what it means to listen to yourself, but sometimes listen to yourself the way you weren't thinking about, you know, how you should be listening. But knowing that those are the things in your specific uh, circumstances that tell you actually what you need to do. Yeah. And it really, it really truly does inspire others. And I think there's nothing that feels better than inspiring somebody to kind of conquer their fear and have courage in their decision-making. Even if I would have somehow protected my image, nothing feels as good as knowing, oh man, my step of courage helped inspire them. So it, it, it works, listeners. Right. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, okay. So the first thing was courage begins with self. The second was courage inspires others. What is the third reminder for us today? The third and final reminder today is this. Courage expands opportunities. And if you want to know the limit of a leader, look no further than their fears. I love to talk with people about what they're afraid of because we all have stuff that we're afraid of and it's okay. I mean, come on. The last thing that I want to do when I'm watching a scary movie at night is get up and go to the bathroom, which which (laughs) is way down the hallway. Because what happens is the boogeyman is waiting there for me. And let's be real. I think that the boogeyman might still exist. I haven't seen him, but you know, I'm not going to mess with it. But you know, he's (laughs) there. (laughs) He's he's there. I know he's, he's looking at me. He's just a matter of, does he want to come out and get me? But as we grow up, most of us, except for me, right. uh, Then uh, although, you know, we, we never really grow out of grow out of you know things that 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 cause fear in us. There's certain things that are that make us scared, and we all have different things. You you Amber said that you were afraid of heights. That is very real to you. And somebody else might look and say, "Well, that's not a big deal. It's not necessarily threatening your life, but for you, it's paralyzing, right?" And so you know. When you are facing those things that are difficult for you, you need to get out of the safety zones, out of your safety zone, because it's going to create those opportunities. And of course, we all want to feel safe, right? But it's stepping out of your comfort zone that's going to lead to those new and great and bigger and better opportunities. When we have courage to face our fears and step out of those comfort zones, doors are going to be opened. And the benefits are always greater in proportion to the risks that are in front of us. So Dale Carnegie puts it this way. He says, 
<clears throat> inaction breeds doubt and fear, but action breeds confidence and courage. And he says that if you want to conquer fear, then don't think about it. Go out and get busy. So my question for our leaders today is, are you just always thinking about things or, or this could go wrong or I'm afraid of this? Then just go out and get busy. Because if you're a person of action, it's always going to lead to probably something good. Now, you're going to mess up. And I love when people, one of my mentors says, Mo, don't get everything perfect. Just go out there and mess everything up. <laughs> and then we'll fix it later. And it's okay to do that in the beginning. And some of our leaders out there might be in that place where they're just, they're living in their comfort zone. And the first thing you need to do is get out of that comfort zone. One of my favorite quotes from the great movie, Home Alone, right? <laughs> is when Kevin McAllister is about to go up against the bad guys, right? He braces himself up against the door right before the bad guys are going to come to his house and he's ready to go. And he says to himself and it, it, it goes, the camera goes right down to his face and he says, this is it. Don't get scared now. And I just love that. I remember seeing that movie when I was like 10 years old and I thought to myself, dude, how cool is this guy? I want to be just like him. I mean, talk about inspiration. I mean, we're talking 30 years later. This guy is still, this guy is still that, that, that part of that movie still fires me every time I see it. I love it. So here's the question. <laughs> Do you need to get going? Because the ironic part about all this is whether you do something or not, you're probably going to experience the same amount of fear in life. So if you're afraid, you might as well do it because why be afraid for nothing? <laughs> so, so if you're going to experience that fear, take the chance. And if you take chances, the more chances you take, and we talk about this a lot, Amber, that, you know, sure, you're, you're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to look dumb sometimes. You're going to make bad decisions. But you know what? That's going to help you overcome your fear and your doubts, and you're going to get better at whatever situation it is in life. And then you're going to start experiencing more opportunity. And then you're going to start taking those opportunities, which is going to lead you to greatness. And then ultimately, it's going to make the team win and everybody on your team better for having been a part of that, uh, that, that, that success story for you. Yeah, making mistakes is not fun. But even that... <laughs> You, you realize, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And even that builds courage. So we have to we have to find the courage within ourselves to take the initial action. But then we our courage is built, whether it's that thing, that action succeeds or we mess it up. Courage is still being built. And then we have that much more courage to face the ne next opportunity. So it's not always right. fun, but it is <laughs> it, it does help build within us that capacity for courage and action. And then again, like you said, it inspires others and then it opens opportunities for you and those that you lead. So Moe, we're coming to the end of this episode, what are your final thoughts for us today? My final thought is this, have courage. Get out there and do it. I know you're afraid and nobody, you need, you don't need to tell anybody you're afraid. You know, we are, we already know it. Uh, and people might not actually know what you're afraid of, but we've all got things that, that we don't want to do. And whatever those are for you, I would say, talk to somebody that you trust about that because somebody needs to know what's going on in your life. And for me, Amber, you know, I've got a ton of men and women that, that I talked to about different fears that I have, but the reason that I can have courage to face those fears is because I know people are going to be there to, to help and inspire me. And they're going to encourage me to go through those things. And if you have that in your life, then you can face these fears, have courage within them. And like Amber just mentioned for the wrap up, everything begins with you. 
But as soon as you face those those fears and take courage and 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 push through those things, you're going to start to inspire others, which is going to open up opportunities for not just you, but everybody on your team and probably your entire company. So get out there and do it and start taking action within that. Not, I mean, calculated risks, of course, but you will see a difference in the way that you that you experience life when you take those those risks and do the hard thing and be willing to put yourself out there knowing that not everything's going to go the way you want it to, but you'll look back and say, man, I'm so glad I made that decision. And I'm so glad I had courage to do that because now I have experienced something new that I never would have experienced in the past. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you everybody for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.